into the contest. It's Friday the 21st of May. Welcome to our Afternoon Sport Deep Dive. I'm Tim Gilbert. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lena. Shana, you've been working up the fitness. You've been Mr. Mum all week. But now you've got the tightless sticks. You've got your balls in place, the golf balls, and you're ready to go. It's Friday, yeah, it's Friday. Yes, I'm excited, mate. I'm off to Magenta Shores for a golfing weekend mm. with a couple of good mates, Craig Hughes and Paul Barrett. And, uh, yes, yeah, so leaving after kids' sport tomorrow. And uh, got two nights up at the beautiful Magenta Shores, so it's going to be fun, mate. I can't wait. Oh, very nice. We'll hit them well. There's, there's a little bit of bunkering, so make sure you take your 60 degree. It, uh, it's not Big easy. Time. but I, Tough course. Yeah, it's a nice golf course. All right, today on the show, former Olympian John Stephenson and, of course, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. He's been up to some interesting stuff this week. So much anticipation about this, Shane. Joseph Sawali to debut for the Roosters at the age of 17. They changed the rules for him. They have, mate, and it seems like forever we've been talking about this, but, yeah, he finally gets to make his debut on the weekend um, against the Broncos, and um, and uh, Trent Robertson is a very, very good coach, and they've kept him there, so he's in good hands. Yeah, I, ho- I hope the kid goes well. He looks like a really good talent, and... Um, I think he's got a very, very good bunch of senior players around him too, and uh, I'll be watching that game for sure. So, um, yeah, good luck, Joseph. And they're starting him uh, against the Broncos, so it's not the toughest assignment. No, but he's still going to do it. He'll, he'll obviously be nervous, and um, he's had a long time to think about this taboo, but, uh, you know, 17-year-old, he'll probably be fearless, and he'll go out there and, uh, yeah, hopefully he has a really good game. And what about this tall guy playing for Hawthorne, the tallest ever player? Now, you played with some tall cricketers. This young bloke for Hawthorne, the tallest ever to play for him tomorrow. Yeah, Ned Reeves. He's six foot 11, um, Ruckman for Hawthorne. And yeah, that's really tall. I, I played with a guy called Phil Alley in cricket, and Phil was six foot 10, and he felt huge. So, six foot 11, he's a big boy. And um, yeah, once again, uh, it's very funny, the AFL. There's a lot of tall guys. Um, playing, you know, in, in the game at the moment, is that they're either really tall or really short. But uh, yeah, good luck for that dad as well. Let's see how he goes. Coming up next, always love having a chat with Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. Thank God it's Friday, and we always love having a chat to Queensland comedian Shad Wicker. How are you, my friend? Mate, I'm feeling great. Uh, finally, the Queensland teams are starting to do all sorts of good things after last night. Well, it was a good game last night, wasn't it? But they were, once again, players sent off for uh, the Cowboys. I, th- I have a theory about that send-off, because uh, Jason Tomalolo being sent off, obviously, for busting open um, Frizzell. Uh, do you <laughs> think that he maybe meant to do that because he was looking at his gorgeous little puppy on the sideline? He's like, I wouldn't mind going doing some pats for 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that was 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 an interesting moment, wasn't it? Like uh, from a, from a games perspective, that he went and then quickly after they lost another player, but they overcome that. So Todd Payton has really got these guys moving. They've sneak into the the eight. So the North Queensland Cowboys, there's no more passionate part of the world for rugby league than up there now. Anthony Milford, mate, on the other end of the. He could not beat time with a stick at the moment. No, man. So, the, yeah, the Broncos saying they're not going to give this guy another contract. I, I feel like uh, you're going to see Milford in Sharks colours. And, and possibly, Ooh. I mean, they'd give him now if they wanted him, I reckon. Well, you may say that, but, yeah, he hasn't performed very well um, for the Broncos, has he? He's on a million-dollar contract. So the good thing is the Broncos have told him early, so he can start to look around. And, yeah, you might be right. He might be heading to the Sharks. Now, this weekend, mate, a big debut. A 17-year-old's going to make his debut against the Broncos for the Roosters. Joseph Sawali. 
much talked about. This one hurts my soul because, uh, as I've said <laughs> a million times on this podcast, I come from a Souths family. My stepdad, Graham, that listens to the podcast every day. <laughs> uh, I know that he is hurting at the fact that Tuali is going to be playing for the Roosters because it's going to be just another player leaving yes. South Sydney from the junior system and playing for the bloody Roosters. I feel like he's got a lot of hype to live up to as well. Like this, when was the last time a player has had so much hype to be, this guy's going to be absolutely unreal as a, as a teenager. And it's been like, we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Now he gets his shot. No better team to get a debut on though with the Roosters. But I wonder, like, do you think he's going to be as good as it's everyone keeps saying he's going to be? Well, uh, it, it's tough when you start, isn't it, as, as a young rugby league player because you face so many things at that level. You face injury because, uh, you know, Sam Walker, in contrast, sort of snuck through and he's only a little bit older, isn't he, without the whole sort of fanfare. So, look, he, he's a really nice young fellow. I've had a little bit to do with him. He's been a prodigious talent since uh, since he was at King's School and before that. So, Joseph Sawali for the red, white and blusters. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes against the Bronx. Here's a hot tip for betting. I mean, if you're a gambling man, I mean, obviously do it responsibly. But mm. one thing that I like to do is if someone's making their debut, I chuck a little fiver on them to score a try. Not a bad little idea. And um, do you think you'll start in the wing, Timmy? That's what I did with Luki last night. I think – well done. I, I think I think he'll start in the centres because Josh Morris looks like he's out. But um, – they may, but they may shuffle him in off the bench. Uh, Trent Robinson's a clever guy. If you're ever going to sort of put your faith in a coach to bring a young player through, it'll be him. But they have been butchered with injuries, haven't they? Yeah, I agree. Um, mate, now, look, you're a lot younger than us, Shad. Um, so Shane's in the middle of a fitness campaign. I- I'm trying to walk around the block as much as I possibly can. But uh, <laughs> you're, 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 you're really trying to find your centre. Tell, tell us about what's going on. Well, I think, uh, and hopefully this relates to you, Shane, if you are trying to, you know, you're on a fitness journey like myself. Um, I have started to partake in yoga. Do either of you guys do do yoga? Um, No, recently I did some Bikram yoga over the years when I was at New South Wales Cricket as a sort of uh, pre-season stuff. But yeah, yoga's never really been my thing, but I know it's very good for you. I got roped into it by my housemate. So she she was like, you know, you should come and do yoga as part of your fitness campaign. So I went in, I bought, like, they, they get you real quick, right? You go in, you have to buy a five pack straight away. You can't just do one class. So you're locked in for five. Yeah, I man. go to the first few, I'm thinking, this is not too bad, all right? <laughs> like, this is not too bad doing a bit of yoga. Bunch of lovely, uh, I was in the single mums class. So <laughs> lovely, <laughs> meeting some new people. But after a few classes, right, I did two to three classes, okay? And I get in. Uh, by the third one, there's this guy, Michael, comes and joins the class, right? And obviously, he used to be a part of the class because everyone's chatting to him. Hey, Michael, how's your name, Michael? Everyone's loving Michael, so I'm getting a bit jealous, right? He comes in. He's got a little knee. They're like, how's your knee? Oh, look, yoga's going to be great for your knee. And there's one thing I've learned about people who do yoga. They think it fixes everything. Like, oh, your knee will be fine because of yoga. Oh, you got a sore tummy. Oh, yoga's going to be fine. What's that? Oh, you got cancer? Yeah, yoga. That'll fix it up real well. It's like it doesn't fix everything, guys, right? No matter how many salt and pink candles you've got in the really room, right? It's not going to fix everything. It's just going to stretch my back out a little bit. We sit down. Michael gets in front of me, right? We're doing mm-hmm. this big stretch. Again, this is my first time doing yoga this past couple of weeks. On the boo. And on the boo. I don't know a lot about yoga, but apparently – because you're doing all the stretching and stuff, and I'm sure you know about this, Shane, but after you do all of this stretching and yoga, you get quite relaxed. Oh, no. And apparently, sometimes, <laughs> you fart during yoga. <laughs> you let one go. Oh, and no, no, no. And, 
I didn't let one go. Uh, Michael. Michael in front of me. I was your about face dead was dead. right in the. I was oh. fifteen centimeters away from this guy's coin purse. Right? <laughs> mate, mate, he's marking. He's marking his territory. Not just mate. any. <laughs> hey, not just any coin purse. This looked like I'd been dropped in a bloody Olympic pool. All right, it was a sweaty day. Okay, I watched this thing go off. Now I do what any self-respecting human being would do in that situation. <laughs> I laughed so hard. Right, <laughs> looked around to my housemate who's, who's sitting two mats down for me. They can have a look at this bloke. How funny is this? She gives me the biggest death stare, right, from across the <laughs> room, telling me to shut the shut up. So I'm, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, fine. We finished the class. I leave. We all do the namastes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about this. We get outside. I turn to my housemate. I'm like, that was a really fun class. She turns to me and says, I can't believe you farted in yoga. Oh, you copped <laughs> you it. So now uh, I'm not doing it again. I refuse no. to go back. <laughs> your, your name's Mud. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can tell Scott Free. I bet you he's done it to every bloke that's joined that class. No, we, we all know we all know a Michael, don't we? They're one of those blokes, yeah. Anyway, but uh, it, it worked, mate. He got you out of the class. All the single mums are him. He's now. <laughs> and, and, and that, 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 that moment always happens on the downward-facing dog when your nose is just poking between the cheeks. Well, Chad, you took one for the team there, my dear friend. <laughs> uh, good, good to chat with you. We'll talk next week. No worries. I've got to go wash my face. Yeah, good on your shadow. I'll make sure you go to the third umpire, I reckon, just to check you didn't do it, mate. But anyway, have a good weekend, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Olympian John Stephenson. Well, the new gear was out this week. Wonder what he's got to say about it. John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Oh, I love this time of the week. It is Friday. It is Friday full of fun day. And my man, former Olympian John Stephenson, joins us right now. How are you, Steph? Do you really love it, though? Like, this is a question. Do you I, really I actually, love it? Or are you just I, saying it? Just actually, sound like it's... I actually do. And I actually do. And for most parts, I, I love you as well. There are times where you push the friendship, but most times there's full uh, full love there. Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, we've always, had, we've always had a circle of trust, a circle of truth, and a cone. Yeah? yeah. So this makes yeah. sure you, you, you still play by those rules. Anyway. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it to ourselves and we'll start rolling in just a tick. Oh, we are rolling. Uh, mate, the Olympic uniform. Um, you would have looked very smart in that Olympic uniform rolled out this week. Everyone with what do you think? Yeah, so I don't mind the uniform. I actually think it was kind of like simple, chic, clean, clean lines. And sometimes simple is better. The Sydney Morning Herald did do a, a, a poll on whether people liked the uniform or not. And 66% of people came back saying that they loved them. And 34% of people came back saying, nah, not a fan. So the big question I have is, will I even get a chance to wear this uniform in its full glory? Like I was lucky enough to do it, even though, I never did an opening ceremony, but I did put the uniform on when the opening ceremony was and stayed within the village. But 
I mean, that is something which every Olympian looks forward to is walking out to that stadium behind the flag bearer. And, you know, it's that one moment that you say, you know what, I've actually made the team and it's game on. So they did say they're going to hold something within the village for everybody and all the team. But I just don't know if it's going to hit. And then the next question I have for you, Tim, it looks crazy in Japan at the moment. You know, like, will Olympics even still go on? I know I've been spruiking this. I know I've been saying that I've been weary, that it's not going to be a good live event and it'll be a great broadcast event. But it has got me thinking, like, man, this is just – it mm. just sucks. Do you think it will continue, Tim? I know you always ask me this question, but I, I think, would love your opinion on this. Yeah, look, I, I like, look, if you're asking me today at the back end or sort of towards the end of May when we're looking at July, I still think it will go ahead. And we need to put a bit of context around this because there's a fourth wave of coronavirus in Japan. Their vaccination program is pretty poor on a world standard, and there's a huge local discussion going on. There's been protests and all sorts of things about why are you holding the game? So you've got that from a local point of view, but then you've got the the Tokyo local government, you've got the Japanese government and the IOC that have got not millions at stake, but billions at stake. So therein lies the issue here. Put that all aside, when it comes to the sport athletics, and I, and I do feel like I've got some good knowledge on athletics, Around the world, the performances have been unbelievable. Fred Curley mm. just on the weekend ran in Ostrava, which is in the Czech Republic, and ran 996 and beat Justin Gatlin. Everyone knows Justin Gatlin infamously mm, for all the drug scandal and everything that went on, but also for beating Usain Bolt in Usain Bolt's last race in London in 2017. Now, so Fred Curley is a quarter mile of a 400-meter runner from America. It's these sort of performances that are happening around the world, no matter what's going on with this pandemic, which makes me believe that when the Olympics is on, when we're watching it on TV, we're still going to see great performances. And I think, you know, I'm going to make it my duty of care now moving forward. Once they give us the green lights and Olympics on, he's just talk nothing but positive about the games because I think the least we can do um, is promoting, you know, these great performances that I think will happen. Yeah, well, we'll you know, like purely from a selfish perspective, I, I really hope they go ahead. And that, that is purely being selfish because I just dead set love anything to do with the Olympic Games. I've loved any broadcasts that I've done. I've loved it since I was a boy and we're watching it in the 1970s. But I know I, I get smashed up for going too far back into time uh, with my walking stick, so I won't do that. But what about Paul Gallen and, and, and Justice Hooney? Now, he, he is going to be in Tokyo, the young fella. What, what's going to happen with him and Gallen? Well, before we worry about what's going to happen to him and Gallon. What's going to happen with him and Christian Soe? I mean, he's fighting Christian before he fights Gal, before he goes to the Olympic Games, and Gal blew mm. up at the press conference saying, hey, man, like you're taking the piss. Like, like this guy, Christian, Gallon actually said, I would laugh my head off if, this, if Christian knocks this guy out, you know, knocks Justice out. Justice is a class act. He's actually a very, very good fighter, and for heavyweight, he's light on his feet, he's got great skills, and there's, there's a reason why he's made the Australian Olympic team. I think they've got a heavy schedule for the youngster and I don't understand it. And I think Gallon, when he does fight justice, if justice is the justice I've watched and seen, um, I think he wins it very easy. It's a two fight deal with Gal. Gal's getting a bucket load of cash to fight this guy. I think this is Gal's, you know, superannuation fund. You know, he, this is a big payday he wanted. Even if Gal loses to him, there's still more fights for Gal because he's beaten everybody else. Let's face it, Gal's been on the, the boxing entertainment circuit over the last, you know, all his fights leading up to this. He's now going to enter the actual hurt game of boxing because mm. justice is not a game. And um, we're going to see, I, I potentially think this fight will end in round three. It's a six round fight. 
and I think Justice will be the victor. But I'm still worried about Christian Soe that he fights beforehand and then uh, then come Olympic Games. I mean, it's a packed schedule for the kids. So it doesn't make sense. But as you know, money always talks. And and I think that's the, the main focus here for both fighters and building yeah. his brand. Yeah, the big driver. Now, UFC to finish with, and uh, look, we had John Thompson, who is our motorsport expert. He was brilliant around Jack Miller. He said, this guy, he can't look after his tyres, and then Jack Miller's got him won two MotoGPs on the trot, and you've just backed him up now. You had all these predictions for the UFC last weekend. Did, were any of them right, or did you get them all wrong? No, no, I, I, I got Darius and Ferguson right. I did not think Chandler would get handled by Oliveira the way he did. Um, Charles Fort absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I don't think he will hold the belt for a long time. Yeah, I'm predicting again. Sensational fighter, uh, but it's just a different era in the weight class now, you know, and 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 I think I think if Chandler fights him again, I, I personally think there'll be a different outcome. Um, it was a it was a close contested fight, but but Oliveira was just on his game. He just he just seemed to have the measure of of Michael Chandler and 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 I got it wrong and I was absolutely filthy because I just I honestly thought the bookies got it wrong with the price they had for Chandler. But that's a fair again, that's a fair, that's again, they got it right. Sorry to interrupt, but that's the first time I've heard you pronounce wrong uh properly because you're a bit like Arthur Fonzarelli and here I go again with my references. But remember, he could ne- in happy days he could never say the word wrong. He's a I don't know if I'm laughing at the fact that you caught me with saying wrong or whether you're referencing who the hell is Arthur Fonz around. He's the Fonz from Happy Days. Get with it, brother. We're in the 70s and 80s Everyone now. Everyone knows him as the Fonz. He's not, no one knows him as Arthur Fonz really. <laughs> well, well, so, well, let's finish with Mr. Cool, Conor McGregor. What about the money? $28 million for that last fight, of course, and $228 million that got um, broadcast that he had made the most money out of any sportsman in the past 12 months. And he's... In, a new dad again. He's, he's had his third child. Yeah. Uh, look, we, you and I are talking offline about this, Timmy. And and I I take my hat off to Connor. Any any athlete that diversifies themselves um, into business and uses their brand into providing a, a lifestyle and providing for their family and 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 leveraging what they've done as an athlete, I think is is what we should be highlighting and we should be heroing. He's made a lot of his money from his alcohol line. Now he's got this title CBD sort of cryotherapy formula that he uses for recovery and plus McGregor fast, which is his training program. He's got so much going on. Yeah. Good on him. I think it's brilliant. And, and, and he deserves to be one of the highest paid well, the highest paid um, athletes in the world. Yeah. Well, John, I'll, I'll just leave you with one, uh, with one bar of a song. Sunday, Monday, Happy days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Friday. See you later, Johnny. See you, brother. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Follow us on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you, of course, today to Shad Wicker and John Stephenson. Thank you to Spartan, of course, our sponsor, Shana. Yeah, our great sponsors is Spartan Sports, www.spartansportshq.com. And the great man himself, Dan McHugh, our producer. Thank you. We'll be back Monday afternoon for your daily dose of sport. Have a good weekend, guys. We'll see you then. Take care.